In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy who's just trying to run a small business is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. There it is, Brad, the great late run DMC, walk this way. And it seems like everyone is trying to tell us to follow them, to walk this way in one way or another. But uh, run DMC, certainly they weren't the first to do it, but I would argue they were the best to do it. But I tip my cap. That is a fantastic version of the song, the combination of Aerosmith and run DMC. The music video was, you know, one of the tops on MTV back when MTV was worth a single damn, which it is currently not. So that is a great choice to get us started. And I, I, at least for me, if I have to follow someone, I would rather walk behind them than try to ride a bicycle behind the president of the United States. Yeah, especially now that he's got COVID and spreading it all over the uh, west uh, wing of the White House. Um, but uh, of course, you've got David Pridham and Brad Sheaf here. IP Frequently is uh, where most people who have common sense get their news. And of course, we're on uh, the Salem Podcast Network. But of course, uh, you can learn more about us on our website, ipfrequently.com. First, Brad, we always like to start with the two big news items of the week that small business owners have to be ready for. Well, this week, Brad, the first thing we're going to talk about is fear right? Hmm. Okay. Fear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, w- one of the things that is so great about living in this country is no matter what we do, people are taking snap polls, right? Snap polls of the, uh, the Generation Z or the new, uh, the new latest and greatest generations. Recently, uh, new polling has shown that over half of Americans feel like they're in imminent danger at least once a day, right? Imminent danger. Younger Americans are more likely to feel concerned about their safety on a daily basis. 75%, 75% of the people polled between the ages of 25 and 34, the woke generation, have agreed that they are fearful for their safety uh, at least once a day. And then when you look at the, and one of the things that the, the, the people follow up with is, okay, what triggers this mm-hmm. fear? That's a right? reasonable question. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, dark streets dark sidewalks um, trigger anxiety in folks in the 25 to 34 age bracket the most, followed by neighborhoods they aren't familiar with, parking garages, riding alone in a ride share like an Uber or a taxi. Um, In fact, 40% of people 25 to 34 will not take an Uber or a Lyft uh, because they fear that um, they're... uh, uh, safety will be compromised. Um, so it seems like uh, we have uh, a, a generation sort of reared this generation that's not exactly ready to storm uh, the beaches at Normandy. 
No, buddy. I mean, that's it's depressing, right? I mean, we are a NOP, what they call down in old Mexico City, an NOP, a nation of pussies. And I, I, I mean, I guess there's really no one, unfortunately, there's no one to blame, but like our generation, buddy. I mean, we, we are the one, now certainly neither of us is old enough to have a 34-year-old, but both of us are old enough to have a 25-year-old, and I, in fact, have two, and uh, both of whom happen to be both female and girls and women and birthing persons, uh, and neither of whom are fearful of any of that, right? And so I don't think it just comes with the territory. Uh, It's got to be the way that people are being raised or the things that they are told or whatever it is that they are listening to. But it doesn't surprise me that when you start to pull the pins out of any society, right, when you start to remove the platform, the solid platform on which children need to stand in order to become functional, well-adjusted members of any society, when you pull all that out, that anxiety would just build in general, and then you would just sort of look for things to be anxious about. I mean, you and I both know people who are not happy unless they are anxious about something, right? They're like anxiety camels. If if there's not enough anxiety naturally, they just store it in a little anxiety hump, and then they roll it out when they need it. But luckily for the uh, generation that is part of the NOP, the vast majority of those things are eminently avoidable. You do not have to walk down a dark street. You do not have to walk down a darkened sidewalk. You do not have to get in a ride share. And what the hell are you doing in a neighborhood that isn't your neighborhood? I don't know. So just stay out of there. If you are that afraid, just stay out of there because it creates more opportunity for our children, buddy, your children, my children, the children of those of our generation who have actually raised well-adjusted families to get out there and you know make happen what they need to make happen. And, and don't you worry, NOP, we'll handle it. You know, stay home, clutch your pepper spray. I hear the newest thing is they have these alert buttons on their phone that let off real high-pitched sirens when they're in danger. So you probably hear those going off all the time and in, in Ubers and ride shares. But if these people are anxious, and again, we don't want to do anything to promote anxiety. We, we, that, that's not what we're here for. We're here for you, the small business owner and the legion of fans that follow the, uh, the IP Frequently show, because of course we mean business. We don't want to do anything to foster anxiety. So we're not going to go into uh, a bunch of horror stories that are going to make people more afraid. But Brad, I do give you the case of Mitch O. Thompson, Mitch O., Thompson, one one word, Mitchell, Northern California. But uh, Mitchell Thompson recently tested positive for COVID-19, Brad. And then the next day, he uh, noticed uh, that he uh, had a bunch of lesions on his body, his arms, legs, back and neck. Uh, and then he realized that, Brad, he had the monkey pox. He's sitting uh, in Northern California now in a triple quarantine with COVID-19 and the monkeypox at the same time. Um, and if something is going to make you anxious, the fact that you could get those both at the same time and apparently survive, um, but do it in a pretty stark and miserable way, that's got to give anxiety to the uh, 25 to 34 crowd. Yeah, they should stay there. You know, just hunker down, those of you in that crowd. And, and as David says, have your phone in one hand so you can press the emergency button, pepper spray in the other. Make sure you're double or maybe even triple masked, especially if you're just in your own home or in your own car. I think double masking is probably fine there. You don't want to go outside, but if you're in your own car, in your own home, make sure you double mask. 
And uh, like I said, the rest of us will just, you know, go outside, hike around, enjoy ourselves. And, uh, you know, you stay safe. Safety first. Yeah, and Mitcho is running around out there. I mean, last last I heard, he was at the uh, the Whataburger enjoying one of those A1 burgers they make. Nice A1 burgers. Yeah. yeah. So he's doing he's doing fine. He's not anxious. He's not afraid. No, no, he's enjoying a burger like a gentleman. He's fine. I mean, the upside for Mitcho is that there's literally nothing else he could get at this point. Absolutely. Well, next, Brad, again, not to foster any anxiety. I give you the town of Pinson, Alabama, once a juggernaut, a power in the uh, in the uh, agricultural south. Now it's a sleepy little um, college town. Recently, a five year old boy named Jackson has mm-hmm. been dressing up like remember the, the child's play movies of the 1980s, the, the Chucky, the little doll. with. The oh, red I hair. do. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. And then they, uh, the football coach. They called him Chucky because John Gruden. We can't. John Gruden. Him. Yeah. No, that's canceled. right. No, yeah, he's been canceled. I'm sorry. Forget him. But uh, Jackson, the five-year-old boy, Pinson, Alabama, has apparently been going around the town dressed as Chucky, the little psychotic killing doll, uh, striking fear into the hearts of 25 to 34-year-olds everywhere. To the point where about 75% of the, uh, the, the the folks in that range in Pinson, Alabama, won't even go out. People are taking pictures of the kid. They're saying, dear parents of the little boy in the Chucky costume, please get your kid. I almost had a heart attack on Facebook. Um, so obviously this is something else that's just ratcheting up the anxiety in Pinson, Alabama, when these people just don't need it. They just don't need it. Well, no, I mean, nobody needs it. We're all, uh, you know, most of the folks between 25 and 34 are already holed up in their rooms. But this but he is hilarious. I mean, it's one good for this kid, right? I mean, the mere fact that he's got the wherewithal to dress himself up as Chucky and then parade around in the streets of his own hometown is fantastic. It's still a five-year-old boy. Yeah. Okay. It's just a five-year-old boy in a Chucky costume. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's it. So if previously you would not have been afraid of a five-year-old boy and for the folks we're talking to they probably would have and so this is just sort of like an extra layer but if previously you would not have been alarmed at the presence of a five-year-old boy then you need not be alarmed at the presence of a five-year-old boy who happens to be wearing an orange wig and a halloween mask okay in fact you'll see them in droves on october 31st all right, we just sort of do that here in this country. Finally, Brad, um, news that people need to digest, no pun intended, Velveeta. You've had Velveeta before, you Velveeta burgers, Velveeta mac and cheese. Yeah, Velveeta Velveeta's great. It's not, I don't think it's actually, I mean, you would know this better than I. You're, you're much more of a, of a culinary guy than I am, but I'm not sure it's real cheese, but it's delightful. Well, Brad, I give you the Veltini, the Veltini. Velveeta cheese has released a new martini inspired by their famous yellow dairy brick cheeses. Uh, the, dink, the, the, dink, the drink contains uh, Velveeta cheese infused vodka, as well as Velveeta stuffed olives and large Velveeta shells in the, in the drink itself. Uh, this is something that will be available, Brad, at the BLT restaurant group, of which the folks at Lombardi's and Stockton are a part. You and I are going to be at the BLT bar enjoying a Veltini. And in fact, every member of the studio audience today, Brad, before they drive home, will be getting four Veltinis to drink here in studio. 
Well, but I mean, first of all, I'm glad that we can be on the leading edge of this. The world has been missing the Veltini. I mean, I don't know how many times you and I have been on a flight or in a cab or, you know, just preparing for a business meeting. And we've looked at each other and said, why the hell is there not a Veltini? Somebody's got to get on top of that. Everyone is looking for a cheese infused martini. It's a no brainer. And so I'm glad that someone finally did it. I'm glad that we can be on the cutting edge of that. I'm sure our studio audience will enjoy it. I myself am, uh, I believe, going to stay on the you know, the opposite side of the room from a cheese-infused martini. I don't like martinis to begin with, going to be honest with you. The cheese-infused one, especially one that's it's not really cheese. It's Velveeta. I, that's I, that's going to be a no for me, but I applaud the effort and I applaud, you know, finally slotting that drink in where it's always belonged. Well, you can have four fireballs in place of the uh, Veltinis instead of your four Veltinis. Of course, then you'll need to eat. Everyone here, the genius of the Veltini is that once you have four of them, you're blotto, but also you're full. I mean, you, you can't eat a meal. You're going to have to go over to uh, Lombardi's and probably get that veal piccata. Yeah, I, I will, because uh, especially after the fireballs, I mean, uh, veal piccata is next on the agenda. But I'm not sure. But I, I you know, I mean, I like to be honest. I, I could give it a whirl. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like that. Brad, uh, next uh, tragedy strikes in the uh, world of celebrity. Of course, it's been a tough year, right? It's been a tough year. Uh, it started with the death of the great uh, late Betty White, who died, didn't even make it to the new year, even though some people prognosticated that she had. And, and there have and been many tragedies after that, none as large as the devastating loss sustained by Martha Stewart this past week, her pet peacocks at her estate in Katona, New York, um, have been um, devoured uh, in broad daylight by a a pack of aggressive coyotes. Apparently, her favorite peacock named Blue Boy, Blue Boy, no pun intended, was part of a flock of the peacocks that she herself raised. And and, uh, I guess the coyotes attacked in broad daylight, devoured Blue Boy and his five other peacocks that she owned. She also asked her um, Instagram followers if they had any tips uh, for how to deal with uh, these ravenous coyotes that destroyed her flock of um, peacocks. Uh, probably too late to get any advice like that. Maybe put them in a pen. Yeah, well, I mean, there there is a solution for that, Martha. I'm sure you're not a fan, but we call that exercising your Second Amendment right to bear arms, right? You don't have to go crazy. You could just get yourself a little, you know, small gauge, maybe a 22 rim fire, nothing nuts and do what people have been doing for literally thousands of years. And that is hunt the predators that are eating your peacocks. Now, again, I I think the easier method here would be to simply put the peacocks where peacocks belong, which would be in a cage for a bird. I'm not sure that peacocks are used to being sort of out in the wild and they probably don't know what to do when they see a ravenous coyote approaching them. But, you know, I mean, Martha Stewart, she's a, she's a bright gal. She'll figure it out. And how Martha managed to get like a head count, I, I, that I really don't know. Like, how do you know there are six coyotes and yet you've done nothing about that? She probably counted them. Well, yeah, but if, you're, if you can take the time to count them, you can take the time to deal with them. She's not going to deal with the coyote. She's uh, 80 years old. 
Well, she's done time, buddy. My my guess is that she could shiv him. She's probably got some connections in the, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're saying. Anyway, this is a situation. Usually we agree we're going to keep monitoring the situation, but I don't. At this point, Brad, there's not much to well, monitor. No, so maybe the coyote gonna, poop. Or the feathers. I mean, you can keep an eye on the feathers or, you know, look for the, the coyote scat. But uh, other than that, you're right. I think we can just move on. Move on. Uh, Joe Biden this week, Brad, a little bit of a rough week for him. He uh, uh, contracted. Now, listen, listen, he, he contracted the COVID, but mm-hmm. not the monkeypox. So that's good. The doctors are saying that he has got a sore throat, um, a cough, but he's improving day by day. He's continuing to work, Brad, and wear a, uh, a necktie while working uh, virtually, remotely, so to speak. So that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, the White House has said that they're fully um, committed to uh, making people available to the press to talk about the president's condition, uh, and then they refuse to make his doctor available. Uh, and then compounding that, Brad, we, we see that uh, there are a lot of these woke people in the government who are sort of running amok now that Joe Biden doesn't have his hand on the um, proverbial controls of government, the levers of power, if you will, now that he's taken a step back for his COVID diagnosis. And we saw this week in the State Department where senior State Department officials have said that they in the government prefer high gas prices. Their policy is to encourage high prices because it means less driving, less CO2, and uh, less uh, uh, pollution. Uh, so that appears to be the, um, the administration's uh, policy statement on this, Brad. High gas prices are good. Less poor people driving is good. Less people going to work is good. And the woke agenda has now sort of uh, sprung a, a number of uh, new leaders, given the fact that our president is uh, on the shelf. But I mean, again, this this is all you need to know about these folks. Right. So the first thing that came to my mind. Right. And I'm sure many of our listeners was, well, that's great. Right. If you want to if you want to come out and say that we like high gas prices because it'll keep all these people from driving and, you know, thereby save the planet. Um, great. We'll, we'll just vote you out of office. Right. I mean, but that that goes to show you these folks mentality. Right. Like they have forgotten that they are elected officials. Right. They are parading around as though they have a God granted mandate to rule the proverbial divine right to rule and that they can just do whatever they want. Right. As long as they feel like it's right, as long as it's good for them, they can just do it. Right. And, and it's not hard to see that in statements like this and in other actions that these folks have taken. I mean, they, they literally look at this as though they have, you know, there's that they have inherited this position. They're never going to be kicked out of it. They're just going to do whatever they feel like doing. And nothing could be further from the truth. So long as people just get out and take the simple act of voting we can rid ourselves of this governmental disease. I, I'm sure it'll take more than one election. It's going to be a process. You know, it took a long time to get to this point. It'll take a long time to get back. But we can certainly begin to solve this problem and get the extra enjoyment of seeing surprise looks on faces when these people who somehow think they've been crowned king or queen of the United States just get bounced and hopefully we put, you know, some regular, reasonable human being in their place who says, no, 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 while moving towards, you know, non-polluting forms of energy may be a laudable goal, that is going to take quite a while. And in the meantime, we have to drive to work. 
Yeah, ter- terrible. The little people have to drive to work. They shouldn't uh, shouldn't do it. I mean, and when you look at reasonable leaders of the past who could pop up now that the president has the COVID and has to take a step back from his grueling schedule, I give you Al Gore. Right? Remember Al Gore, the, the vice president? I do president. remember Al Gore. Is he still around? That was him. He invented the internet in his garage. Yeah, lockbox. Yeah. yeah, lockbox. Well, anyway, Al Gore was on this week. He's back in the uh, spotlight. Of course, he is a climate activist along the lines of John Forbes Kerry, the People's Choice, and Prince Charles, mm-hmm. the, the Duke mm-hmm. of Dorchester, um, the Prince. Um, Al Gore this week uh, equated people who do not believe in global warming uh, as much as he does as the police officers in Uvalde. He basically said, uh, just like the police officers, those people who deny uh, that radical change needs to happen in the environment are like them. They heard the screams. They heard the gunshots. Nobody stepped forward. Nobody cared. I mean, this is this is the type of hyperbolic nonsense that you get from people like Al Gore. This is why the country is so divided. And this is the same same type of stuff you get from the people in the government who are saying that high gas prices are good because poor people can't drive their cars. I mean, it is just crazy. And there is a need for a sanity check really soon. Yeah. Well, I, I obviously could not agree more. I mean, just other than fly around in a private jet yelling at everybody else about the climate, what have you yourself, what have you set aside? What one thing that you wanted to do, have you said, I will not do that because of the climate? I guarantee you the answer to that is zero. All of these people love to tell everyone else how they should cut back and how they should suffer from their private jet which is all you need to know. Secondly, and setting aside whether the officers at Uvalde did the right thing or not, it certainly doesn't appear as though they did. I wasn't there. I hate armchair quarterbacks. I'm not going to do it. But to compare your view of climate change to the just brutal murder of children is reprehensible, right? If you just think about a person who would say that folks who don't subscribe to my beliefs about climate change are, you know, that's like murdering children, has such little grasp of reality and is so trapped inside their own echo chamber that they can't, they don't even have a sense for their own absurdity. That is absurd. The number of things that you can compare with the murder of children is a very, small list, Al, and it probably doesn't include your particular view of climate change as you're comfortably nestled into the leather seat of your Gulfstream 5, you jackass. Jackal. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. But I, again, would probably be a uh, better president than, than Joe Biden. Uh, next, Brad, Unsolved Mysteries, the latest in a troubling pattern. Talk about anxiety. Um, of uh, UFOs that are popping up all over the world. Uh, Pilots are seeing them. People on the ground are seeing them. Hot air balloonists are seeing them. Uh, The latest is a series of three images photographed over the Atlantic Ocean by a commercial pilot. Um, These are images of like a red, uh, it appears to be a storm cloud um, that uh, formed and then quickly uh, disappeared, described as a mysterious fiery red glow um, 
down over the Atlantic. Um, there are people that are comparing this to uh, the Star Wars and saying this is similar to what happened at the uh, at the end of the, um, the big uh, battle scene with the Death Star. Um, okay. Uh, it looks to me just like normal thunder clouds, uh, storm clouds, lightning. Uh, yeah. How about how about you? Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I can make the dramatic leap from you know storm cloud to you know some sort of you know, hallmark of the end of the world or the apocalypse, as it were. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, I'm no meteorologist. Somebody can probably jump in here and, and help mm -hmm. square us away. But again, this is uh, all goes back to the world has become a crazy place, right? I mean, we used to look up in the sky and say, "Oh, look at that! It's a it's a beautiful red cloud." You don't often get to see that. What a uh, what a majestic view here in nature. And now we immediately go to something is going to kill me, right? I, I, I don't have enough masks on. I don't have nearly enough pepper spray. I can't get uh, I can't get any more locks on my door. There's too many dark streets out there. There's too many red clouds. It's all going to hell in a handbasket. And again, I reference you to removing the underpinnings of society, right? I mean, once you start telling people, well, no, no, I mean, you, you don't know what a woman is. You don't have any idea what a woman is. And, and frankly, if you're a man and you put on a woman's swimsuit, that makes you a woman. And you can't tell me that I can't, you know, do this or do that or do the other thing because your truth is different from my truth. Yeah, this is what happens. This is what happens. And again, I encourage folks who are fomenting all of this to keep it up because eventually the U.S. citizenry will figure this out. They will get rid of you. In the meantime, those of us who are not scared of the storm clouds that typically come over the horizon will just continue to enjoy ourselves without you. Good point. Another mystery solved. Uh, storm clouds it is. Next, Brad, the Royals in the news this week. A couple of big stories first. And, and listen, the reason we do this, people are probably wondering why we're talking about the Royals all the time. Uh, it's because Brad is fascinated with them. Brad, I remember when you were young, uh, I believe you called me the day Princess Diana wed uh, Prince Charles. And you were like, you were really excited about that. I believe you had crumpets and, and tea that day, if I'm not mistaken. But in any event, in any event, uh, it, it turns out that some of the things, as with, as with many things in life, you know, what you see is not what you get. I mean, you learn this at the beginning of your life when you see the Wizard of Oz, the Grand Wizard of Oz, the big, and then it's the little guy from Kansas behind the, the curtain. Well, Meghan Markle, it turns out, went to Rwanda um, uh, to uh, apparently, supposedly on a peace, peaceful mission to, to spread humanitarian aid. But apparently she brought 18 suitcases of outfits and disappeared for hours with a Vogue photographer during her trip to uh, go through many different costume changes, Brad, mm -hmm. uh, and to take pictures with these starving uh, Rwanda kids. But only after she had been made up in what is uh, described as at least 30 different outfit changes. So you've got that from the Duchess of Dor Dorchester. And then you've got the great Duchess of Cornhole, who's really one of the favorites of the show, right? I mean, when you go through the royal family, um, it turns out that the Duchess of Cornhole, Prince Charles's husband, is is a is a uh, is, is is a favorite of the show. Everyone seems to like her, but apparently she is in the in the crosshairs of the the princess and the prince because she made a comment about the baby of uh, Prince Harry and the Duchess of the Duchess, 
um, where she said that it's it, it, it's very likely that uh, the baby would have, quote, ginger afro hair, ginger afro hair. Jaffro. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, Brad, I mean, these are these are clearly two. Call it like oh, it just, is. Top, just top notch human beings, buddy. Just peaches. <laughs> reprehensible reprehensible women and and when you sort of put them on either end of a scale let me ask you this which one would you rather have a uh uh maybe a a nice dinner of peacock with which one would you rather join buddy see this is why people ask me this all the time they're like you have let me get this straight brad you seem like a reasonable rational guy and i say well thank you and they say but i understand that you have a cyanide tooth Mm -hmm. and i say yes i do and then they say, well, well, why, why, I mean, especially given your current line of work, why would you have such a thing? And I said, because it's possible that I would be trapped someplace with Meghan Markle and the Duchess of Cornhole. Yes. And people look at me for just a second. They kind of wrinkle their brow for just a second. And then it's, it's odd, buddy. They, they just skip over the OIC part right to the, where can I get a cyanide tooth? Yeah. And so I, I direct them to my favorite local dentist mm-hmm. who does purvey such things. And, uh, you know, off they go in a cloud of dust because, but that, that is, you know, that's the life can throw you a couple of these curveballs that you don't, you just don't see coming, right? I'm talking about the kind of slider that just drops off the plate, you know, just a couple of feet before it gets to you and you swing over the top of it. You look like a total clown. Life will do that to you sometimes. And if you don't have a cyanide tooth, you're just going to have to ride it out. And I'm not doing that. Not with those two. Not with a woman who would bring 18 suitcases and then pose with, you know, starving children or to a woman who is concerned that she might have a relative with a Jaffro. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. Jaffro. Next, Brad, we get into, again, we said we're going to monitor what's going on with the election. Uh, this week, we've got the, um, a lot of things happening out there. Of course, Trump advisor, Steve Bannon, good friend of the Donald. Bannon faces up to two years after being convicted for contempt of Congress uh, for you know, refusing to uh, answer the uh, January 6th committee's uh, subpoena. They quickly tried him and uh, are sending him to jail. The um, highlight of the week for me, remember Matt Getz, the representative who had all those. Uh, oh, yeah. He's been accused of some crazy stuff. He's from Florida, right? From Florida. There's no yeah. there. Listen, he has he is not facing any charges yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that that it's a small word in the english language but a key word in the english language and this yes. guy this guy clearly doesn't care this week he was uh protesting a turning point usa student action summit um okay. i guess this he is was a, protesting uh, it yeah i guess this is a i guess this is a summit of uh, women who were um protesting the roe v wade overturning in the dobbs decision well uh he um very interesting he uh really started peeling back the onion about uh the nature of some of these protests and he said and i'm quoting here why this is during it during a live interview why is it and quote that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant in the first place are the ones most worried about having (laughs) abortions um (laughs) i don't think you could say that buddy i'm pretty sure you can't say that. And, and listen, he was then asked to explain his comments and to clarify whether he meant pro-choice protesters were ugly and overweight. He was asked that. So you okay. mean that oh. protest- protesters are ugly and overweight? And his response, Brad, yes. 
he, he was then asked uh, how he felt about those who may be angered by his remarks. And he responded, be offended. So again, this man, uh, Matt Getz, uh, he seems to be, uh, listen, listen, he says what he, uh, what he, what comes to mind. He says what he thinks like a, like a stroke victim. Yeah. You and I have often said, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. And Matt Getz is as crazy as an outhouse rat, but he's embracing it. But uh, yeah, I mean, buddy, again, this guy is in our Congress. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, we, uh, folks, I, I lack the capacity to do the arithmetic in my head, but we only need 535 legislators in this country of somewhere around 330 million people. I don't know what that percentage is. It's low. Why we cannot get 535. I, don't, I, I would be perfectly happy if they were just like the definition of average, average intelligence, average wit, average ability to absorb knowledge and make decisions, kind of right down the middle politically. I would be happy with 535 of those people, which you would think we would be able to find in this country, but we, 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 we don't have anybody within shouting distance of that. Everyone's a crazy person. And again, if you're wondering why, it's it's because of our process, right? I mean, who would run for office in this environment, right? I mean, nobody who has any other choice would run for office in this environment. And then best case you win, and these are your colleagues, like you're sitting in a meeting next to Matt Gates, <laughs> AOC, right? I mean, that's oh, just, well. who would do that? No one would do that. Yeah, it, it is mind boggling, Brad, but we've got to move on. Uh, the uh, WWE, the World Wrestling Federation Entertainment. But that Company. doesn't make any sense. You said it was WWE. Well, you know, I call it, it used to be the WWF, and then they got into some legal battle with the World Wildlife uh, Foundation. <laughs> Is that true? And then they changed their name to WWE. Yeah, yeah, this is years ago, <laughs> like 20 years ago. But anyway, uh, Vince McMahon has yeah. resigned or retired oh, um, okay. due to the fact that he paid out $14.6 million in unrecorded expenses from 2006 to 2022 amid claims he uh, used it to pay off women he had affairs with. So Vince McMahon, Brad, is gone and uh, really ending one of the most remarkable runs in the history of professional wrestling. Well, no doubt about it. The guy burned almost 15 million bucks in under 15 years. Mm -hmm. So that's a... Uh, that's getting her done. And, you know, and if, if they're going to let him get away with just resigning from that, then that is a hand well played by Mr. McMahon. I mean, anytime you can spend 15 million bucks of someone else's money on whatever you want, then at the end of the day, the only punishment is you have to resign from the most ridiculous position on earth. That's a hand well played. Yeah. I mean, that's, listen, that's um, good for him. Hopefully we'll see him in the squared circle at some point, uh, Brad. In addition, this week we saw, Pope Francis, I believe uh -huh. the, the 15th or 18th. Frank, to his friends. Frank, uh, donned Indian feather headdresses uh, in Canada, Canada to some people, uh -huh. including the feathers of some of those uh, dismembered peacocks and apologized for the church's role in um, uh, Canada's schools where I guess a bunch of indigenous children were, were killed. I'm not sure. 
uh, it happened uh, some time ago. But it, it's interesting. The Pope will put on feathers and apologize for that and not for the altar boy tragedy of the 70s and 80s where multiple predators were put back into a church system to molest young boys. Yeah, I don't. But I, I just I, I don't. You and I are both men of faith. We have our belief system. Both of us, one of the reasons why we we get along in that vein is that, you know, we both, you know, on occasion, organized religion will get you in trouble. And, uh, you know, ironically, if you happen to ever, you know, be in a hotel, maybe you pick up a Gideon Bible, you read through a gospel, you'll see that uh, Jesus himself had more than a little bit of trouble with the local organized religion. There's a reason for that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I can't answer that question, my friend. I'm not sure why, um, you would go to Canada and apologize for something that, Hey, is, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm certain has earned an apology, right? I mean, I'm, I'm certain that that never happened there. He looks a lot like Tonto. Remember Tonto? Yeah. Tonto, I, you know, he, uh, he had a tough job. I Tonto had a tough job, but I, I, you know, buddy, I, I don't know why you would choose to apologize for that. Again, the apology, as deserved as it may be, and not for some of the other more glaring issues in your organization. But I don't, you know, again, I don't, I don't certainly don't pretend to speak for the Catholic Church. Hey ho, oh yeah, hey ho. We've got, we've actually got Brad film currently rolling on the IP frequently website of the Pope's visit. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Anyway, I digress. Uh, finally, Brad, uh, and l- listen, I mean, l- come on. I mean, I, when is the last time you saw a Pope in a, uh, in a Native American headdress? I mean, it's, isn't that uh, a joke? I mean, isn't it a joke? Does, you know, does the Pope wear a funny hat? Yes, right? Look at this. He's currently wearing a funny hat. Correct. Anyway, yeah. Brad, finally, uh, we get to the end of the show, Barter Band. Um, the segment and we put it at the end because everyone just sort of hangs on, right? And and it's it's tough because when you hear things like the uh, the Pope and the headdress, I can see why a lot of people would turn the uh, turn the channel thing. But of course they don't because Barter Band is such a compelling piece of news media yes, that indeed. people get every week. Investigative uh, where, journalism. Yeah, it's where we decide if something should be barred or banned or neither. Mm. Uh, we also debate the differences between those words, the distinctions the quirks, the foibles, all that stuff. This week, uh, Brad, Fairy Godmothers. Fairy Godmothers, Disney, the okay. woke. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw Disney in the news this week. There was a brawl at Disney World between two families. I guess there were two families. Um, <laughs> it's the happiest in- place on earth, buddy. Listen, listen, you got you got There were two families at Disney and okay. they were all, you know how you go to Disney, you see the people in those shirts that had yeah. all the, the matching yeah, yeah, shirts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So these two families had the matching shirts and they had okay. the, they, you know, they, they're all there for the thing. I mean, obviously it's hotter than heck at, at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, but apparently uh, one family was a certain place in line and the other family was behind them probably to see the fairy god, I can't say that, the princesses. And uh, they, they wanted one woman who was like off getting a, probably a snack to get in line with the people in the front, which normally you would say, shouldn't be an issue um yeah, i would like to think not yeah. but apparently it turned into a full-fledged slug fest uh where people were running around the magic kingdom just brawling i mean it's the type of thing you would see in a world wrestling federation ring i mean people just throwing each other around clothes everywhere those t-shirts 
know, just ripped up. People be dragged across fantasy land. I mean, it was something. And so it's already a tough week for Disney. So in order to um, sort of smooth some of the ruffled feathers, so to speak, no pun intended, apologies to the peacock, uh, Disney has decided to eliminate the term fairy godmother uh, from its theme park. So, you know, normally you would go there and you'd have these staffers who were called fairy godmothers who would help the girls who go into the salon and get the princess makeovers or the fairy godmother who uh, is from Cinderella. And um, they are, they have banned the use of the phrase fairy godmothers and fairy godmothers in training. And they are now called apprentices and Disney will have male and female fairy godmothers who will now be called apprentices in place of the fairy godmothers that we knew and loved growing up. Uh, what do you think? Bar or uh, okay. Well, I, I lost you a little bit at the outset. I think I got most of the, of the story, but th- this was directly tied to the brawl. No, I just, this, this that is just something I, I will. Oh, okay. I will right. because I wanted to talk about the brawl. So this I mean, is a this is a woke thing. This is a. You see the brawl? Thing. Are you looking at that video? I I I I, I in fact am, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I mean, I just it, it, we have. I, I mean, yeah. People are now going to Disney World and and slugging it out like it's the sharks and the jets in West Side Story. This and is I, not the I, sharks and the jets. No, this well, no, that. yeah, no. This is this yeah, is the this Royal is, Rumble. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what's going on there or why, but I, I mean, again, we we've lost it, right? We can't even go to <laughs> Disney World. I mean, the whole point of going to Disney World is theoretically now, if you're a, a dad, especially, and you've ever gone to Disney World, you know this is impossible for you. But the the idea is you check your stress and your anxiety and your baggage <laughs> at the door, right? You just go into this magical place where it's all fun and everybody's having a good time and. You know, there are talking mice and, and all these things happen, right? And yet you've got, as you've characterized it accurately, the Royal Rumble going on here <laughs> in Disney World. So, but but setting that aside for a moment, so you're telling me that we can't, so Fairy Godmother has become, you know, we've canceled the concept of the Fairy Godmother. Was it the Fairy part? Was it the God part? Or was it the mother part? Because you'll note separately, all three of those things are not allowed anymore. You, you, you can't talk about fairies. You can't talk about God. You can't refer to someone as mother. So I, I, you know, I suppose if you put all of those things together, then you really have a problem. But was there one of those things that the, uh, that the good folks at Disney decided just you know, they couldn't have anymore? I mean, I listen, I, I don't I, I, I it seems like with this new there, there's been a change at the CEO level. And when that happened, you know, mm-hmm. they started adopting a lot of this politically correct, woke nomenclature They're They are moving away from some of the you know, they, they're taking Splash Mountain down. You know that? They're, yes, I did know that. I, I, one that. of my daughters recently went to Disney World with her cousin and she came home and reported that's going to be out and they're they're you know, rebranding it. There's still going to be a log flume ride, but it's, it's not going to be Splash Mountain because I, I guess you can't be being splashed is not woke, I guess. Yeah. But in any event, so yeah, so they've decided fairy godmothers, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a gender neutral term. I mean, what, a, you know, for your godmother. Fairy god person. Yeah, which actually, you know, if you look at, it, if you look at my fairy god, my, my godmother back in the day, she was somewhat um, gender neutral. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, a startling woman. 
But in any event, Brad, I'm going to say I'm going to go with Bard here. The whole Disney concept should be Bard. Um, fairy godmothers should be embraced. They're lovely people. Uh, they have magic. You know, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to say Bard. The, the whole Disney approach to this wokeism is troubling. Yeah, well, it's clearly not working. They've they've got. I mean, we talked about the WWF, and they have it now. You can go view it live at Disney World with your six and eight year olds, you know, cowering behind you because there's literally a gang fight in the street in front of you. So yeah, I would say Disney is doing something wrong. Uh, I don't know anyone. Now, again, I don't know everyone, but I do not know anyone who is offended by the term fairy godmother. In fact, most folks see that as a positive term. It certainly worked out well for Cinderella. That's sort of the whole idea. And, you know, we here in the good old US of A like, you know, a feel good story where your fairy godmother takes care of you. Certainly we feel like this show has a fairy godmother. We've occasionally caught a glimpse of her. We enjoy her presence. And so, buddy, I'm, gonna, I'm with you. I'm saying, uh, you know, we're going to ban the whole approach that Disney is taking. It's eventually going to wind up in the ruination of what was otherwise a brilliant idea by one Walt Disney. And, uh, you know, they will jump the shark and someone will come along to take their place. But at this point, I'm with you on that. Ban. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that, and that, that's about all we can do. I will apologize. We were going to talk in the RIP report today about Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver, Wally on Leave it to Beaver. It was reported, mm. Brad, earlier today that he had passed away, but a new report has come out saying that that was erroneous and he is still alive. So oh, uh, that's something right. we'll leave for another uh, potential week uh, down the road. Wally's still in the fight. We like it. And buddy, we will continue to pursue that. RIP corner, the security and safety of peacocks everywhere, uh, the availability of Veltinis. We'll do all of that next week, right here on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.